You're with Clement Magnatella on 702. Live streaming countrywide on the Prime Media Plus app. Yes TV channel 856. 92.7 and 106 FM. Six minutes after nine o'clock. Dumelang, welcome to the special edition of the Clement Banyatella Show in Cape Town. We're live from the City Hall in Cape Town, where the last State of the Nation address for the sixth administration will be taking place tonight. It's actually the third sauna since that fire that gutted Parliament in January 2022, which is why it's being held here at the Cape Town City Hall, which has officially been declared a parliamentary pressing. I'm actually standing just outside the city hall. The sun is out. The skies are clear. And as I always dare to say, what we as journalists always say ahead of such events, it's all systems go. So every sauna day around this time, you see the provincial commissioner addressing the SAPS members that are deployed here. I mean, last year, when I saw him address the members of the SAPS, I heard him repeat the words, do not disappoint us. That's what he was telling them. Because they knew that they would have their hands full. There were protests last year, not far from this area. And the EFF were expected to do what we have come to know the EFF to do on Sona Day. And that's to disrupt the president, right? But things have changed a little bit now. Things have changed this year. There are new rules that have been adopted by parliament intended to prohibit any form of disruptions today. So those rules prohibit MPs from interrupting the State of the Nation address and provide for the removal of MPs from the chamber if they engage in gross disorderly conduct. So Parliament hopes the rules will actually help maintain order. They're hoping that these new rules will maintain the decorum in the chamber and promote civility among members of Parliament. But will they? That's the question. Listen to what Julius Malema said. A couple of days ago because he seems to be nothing is going to change he said as soon as the president gets up they will get up and do what they do every single year take a listen and we're in parliament we are fighting for the land that's why today we are prevented to come to the state of the nation because they know we'll go there and fight and fight for our land we fought with zuma zuma has never bent us from going to parliament. Today, a man that they said is the most democratic man, a transparent man, a man who's not corrupt, has banned the EFF from participating in the State of the Nation address because he is scared of the EFF. But he will never suppress the voice of the voiceless because whether Malema is in parliament or not, Members of the EFF are there in Parliament and the EFF presence will be felt. See, Julius Malima says the EFF presence will be felt. Just to clarify there though, they're trying to make out, make Zuma as though he was never at odds with the EFF when it comes to their attendance. But also, remember the white shirts? You know, those security officers in parliament that we came to know as the white shirts that came during jacob zuma's tenure didn't that and then there was the grabber remember that 
So yeah, I don't know if he's a holier than thou. Um, but what he's referring to there about present members of the EFF in parliament, um, he's, he's referring to what happened with the sanctions against six EFF members. Remember last year, there were EFF members who stormed the stage as they interrupted the president. Six of them were found guilty of contempt of parliament and gross disorderly conduct, including Julius Malema and Floyd Shivambu. So they were sanctioned. And that included their suspension from parliamentary activities during the month of February, which means they won't be attending SONA. But that's only, what, six EFF MPs out of, what, 53 or so members. So according to Julius Malema, those members who will attend understand the mandate. So what difference do you think these new rules will make? I looked at them again yesterday. I had a chat with a few people from parliament and honestly, they're not blunt enough to prevent disruptions by the EFF. That's what I think. I think the only difference they will make is that the speaker can order for their removal faster than previous times when they get up on points of orders and start with the disruption. But they could do it as individuals. And the speaker can order them one by one to leave. But that's going to take time, which then defeats the purpose, right? Let me know if you understand the rules differently. Do you think they will work? Give me a call or send me a WhatsApp voice note on 011-883-0702. That's the number to dial. The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702. Look, I spoke to the parliamentary secretary yesterday, Koli George, on the show about these rules and whether they'll make much of a difference. And this is what he told me. Uh, it's not possible to rock up in Parliament uh, if there is a communication of Parliament that is clearly spelling out in terms of um, uh, Chapter 2, Section 12 of the Powers and Privileges Act uh, of Parliament, which clearly defines the precinct of Parliament that uh, is, is declared. The City Hall itself is part of the extended precinct of Parliament, and that has been uh, done in, in realization that Parliament's uh, main sitting can no longer proceed because Parliament bent down. So the jurisdiction of the City Hall is part of the precinct of Parliament as outlined in the Powers and Privileges Act. So mm-hmm. the communication sanctioned to each and every member that has been so sanctioned clearly spelled out members may not be able to enter the precinct anywhere in the precinct of Parliament. They are not permitted to do that. And that will be the, the, the guidance that will be applicable in terms of members. And, and as, you, as, you, as you say, rocking up. It is not possible to rock up. Okay. Yeah, so that's what Oli George was telling me yesterday when I asked, what stops the EFF uh, members that have been sanctioned from still rocking up in parliament and he said that's simply not possible so as i told you we're just outside the city hall there are lots of people here there are some ministers that are here i saw the speaker of parliament much earlier and right now i am with tandi mudise who is the minister of defense minister thank you for uh, popping by good morning good morning good morning to your listeners yeah so how ready are we for this last state of the nation address for the fifth administration from the sandf side we are very ready. We've practiced. We are in prime cons- uh, uh, condition. We will be here to welcome the head of state, our commander-in-chief, where our band has been practicing. The marching drill will be up to the standard you know. I don't know if we have any surprises in the sky, but we are ready 
for this one. Yes. In terms of security, has that been a concern this year? I mean, previously, as the security cluster, you've had to think thoroughly about how you protect um, members of parliament, uh, but also people that are generally attending SONA, given what we've seen in the past around disruptions, particularly last year when some members of the EFF stormed the stage. How big a concern was the security this year? Well, especially looking at what happened last year, we were very concerned because it has never happened in any democratic uh, country what the storming of the stage, the storming of where the head of state is carries a very serious um, um, uh, repercussions. So we're hoping that we will not see a repeat of that. We are hoping and we've been trying to make sure that everything goes well we're hoping that we will have a successful one no disruptions but of course there will be disruptions because politicians are politicians but if that happens we do know that parliament is uh, well resourced uh, with its rules uh, to make sure that this sitting is successful that the president is allowed to deliver the message not only to south africans by the way to the rest of the continent because more countries rely on us than we rely on them and what the president of this country says carries a lot of weight out there. Mm-hmm. This is his last State of the Nation address before the elections. Um, he may or may not come back, but you are part of this sixth administration. And I'm going to put you um, to the corner here, Minister, and ask, how do you rate yourselves as the sixth administration? This is a question I'm constantly asking people who are part of the administration. I asked Kosati as well as an alliance partner of the ANC, and they said, I give the president and his administration six out of ten. How do you rate this administration? How do you think you have fared um, as the sixth administration? I think we fared very well under the circumstances. If you look at the world economy and how it had affected us, if you look at um, the lethargic performance of the South African economy itself, um, morally, we would start off by looking at defense. We are in pristine shape, even though we have needs. Needs of coming long before President Ramaphosa was president. So we're looking at recapitalizing. We're looking at making sure that we keep our borders safe and people safe in their homes. So I would not give, I would not give uh, Ramaphosa a six. I would give him a little bit more because he has tried very much. Um, you know, when you want to rate somebody, you must also take the material conditions around that performance into consideration. He's done what he can. Um, we have done what we can. Um, there have been mistakes somewhere, but we are correcting all those mistakes. And I think you will not have a more candid political party than ourselves. Where we have gone wrong, we are not ashamed to go back to the people and say, this is where we went wrong, and this is what we intend to do to correct. And that is exactly what the ANC will do. So I'm not going to beat us too much into a pulp. I think we need to go back to the people, speak to them, and make sure that we come back on top. And do you think, given the current challenges people are facing, given the promises you've made and, and the achievements and the failures and some of the mistakes, do you think South Africans still have the capacity to give this governing party another opportunity? I actually do. I think that um, we are not arrogant. We acknowledge where we have made mistakes. We still are in touch with our people. We are in the streets. We are in the, um, in the townships. We are in the suburbs. We speak. And we mostly are honest people. And that honesty surely 
will carry us through. But we must do better than we have done, which means that whatever the mistakes, the wrongdoing that we have done, we get castigated because people of South Africans think that when some of us make do wrong things, we don't. Uh, actually take actions. We must resolve to take actions against whoever in the ANC messes us up and be resolute about that. And that is what South Africans will respect. Okay. I want to ask you the last question around the defense force. You've indicated now that you've got needs as the SANDF. Needs have to be met. I mean, you are what, the last line of defense or the first line of defense, so to speak, as the, as the SANDF, correct me how you actually normally say that, but if, if budget is being cut, does that not risk our security and our capability as the South African National Defense Force to defend this country? It does, but the budget cuts are not new. They started in the 90s and it has affected us. There has been engagement. We are interacting with the executive uh, treasury and the presidency on how to turn around. And therefore, we will in the next few weeks, a month or so, be coming out into the, uh, into the open. We will invite South Africans into a discussion to say this is what we think of the new defense force model. This is how we think it will be resourced so that uh, we turn around the corner. Um, does that mean that we are unable to protect South Africa? No, we are protecting South Africa. We are protecting uh, the, the region. With the little resources you have? With the little resources, because remember that when you are in the protection and the defense s- system, you always have something that you put aside for your hour of need. So we don't want South Africans to panic and think that we are completely useless. No, we're not. You are safe. All right, Tandi Modisa, the Minister of Defense, thank you so much for making time for us. We are still an honest organization. That's what he, she says about the African National Congress. And she does believe that the president has done quite well. In fact, broadly, uh, the sixth administration. What do you think? In fact, I want to ask you a much broader question on the open line this morning. One, I want to ask about the disruptive strategy um, by the EFF, right? Has it worked over the years? Yeah? I want us to reflect on it as Parliament hosts its last sauna for the sixth administration. Has it really worked? There are people who want to listen to the president. The people who want to listen to the plan and the program for the year ahead. When you disrupt the president, you're taking away that opportunity for them to hear what the president has to say. But equally so, there are people who feel this is not a president who's worthy to be listened to. But if that's the case, then don't come to sauna. Don't switch on the TV, right? Let those who want to listen to him do so. Is that not fair? Give me a call on 011-883-0702. WhatsApp's on 072-702-1702. Another question I want to ask you this morning, and I've been asking myself this question throughout this morning, is, is this President Cyril Ramaphosa's last State of the Nation address? It's the last one before the elections. So if the ANC wins the elections, we'll be back here for another sauna this year. But this is his last opportunity on this grand platform before elections to inspire you, to encourage you, to give you hope in the midst of what we're going through in this country. Because again, the president tonight will be addressing a nation in despair. Yes, we've been given some hope by the Springboks, by Bafana Bafana by the legal team that represented us at the ICJ. Tyler won a Grammy. 
But that's how far it goes. Those achievements don't change the reality of South Africans. Let's talk. 011-883-0702. Your WhatsApp's on 072-702-1702. after 9. News. Updates. Interviews. Everything you need to know from the State of the Nation Address. 702. Let's walk the talk. Have a good day, Clement. I don't think that these rules will work. I think the only rules that can work or deter the EFF doing such gimmicks is to start hitting them in their pockets. Deduct the money. Deduct the money. Deduct the money. Then they will feel the heat and then they will stop such gimmicks. Thanks, David. Clement, I'm not a law expert, but the changing of the law that ANC just did or that uh, ruling parties just did is long overdue. Okay, no MPs should have been allowed to raise a point of order during the speech when the president is talking because EFF did nothing, but they just capitalized on, on that very same loophole. Understand? And again, still on the issue of EFF, Malema also must not forget that when the, when his time comes, when he has when he when he have to be a president, if at all, he wouldn't like it. He won't like it when somebody uh, just interrupt him while while he's making a national speech. He himself wouldn't like it mm-hmm. because there will be people, of course, who will be unhappy with his policies when he's a president. Would he like it when somebody just interrupt and just stop to stop him? While he is giving a speech? I don't think so. Good morning, Mr. Maniatena. Hamilton here in Springs. Uh, regarding the rules in Parliament, I don't see those rules working because those rules clearly they were set for EFF. And if the EFF members are still in Parliament, there will be more disruption. As you've mentioned, that there will be doing point of order one by one so it means they will be chased one by one then it will defeat the purpose of those rules hamilton in springs yeah hamilton and that's what i was trying to say to the secretary of parliament yesterday uh george when i spoke to him yes these rules are meant to prohibit members of parliament from disrupting the president only the business of the day must be dealt with which is the address to the nation by the state president but the EFF I think is going to be clever around the rules they're going to find loopholes they're going to I think they'll get up one by one and go point of order the only advantageous thing here you have is that the speaker is empowered under these rules to re, to order the removal of disruptive members of parliament quick enough that's the only difference but then the EFF could stand one by one and then you order them one by one. That's going to take so much time. And they would have sent a message that they want to send. They would have done what they do every single year. Also, can we give some props to Bafana Bafana on the 702 open line this morning, please? Their, their time, yes, has come to an end at the Afghan tournament, but they fought until the end last night against Nigeria. But unfortunately for us, the Super Eagles were just so victorious. Uh, And yes, mistakes were made, but that's the nature of the game, right? Say what you will, but these guys showed up. They delivered. They made us proud. And I think this squad has restored our faith. Bafana Bafana has got this nation believing in them again. So despite what happened yesterday, I think...
this was their remarkable comeback story. Do you agree? Do you disagree? What are your reflections on their performance at the tournament, particularly last night? It's 26 after 9. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. Uh, Clement, you know, I'm listening to the interview that you have with uh, the Minister of Defence. How I so wish, I so wish that uh, whatever that she says transcends down to her colleagues, her comrades. There's nothing far from the truth about what she just said here. I wish that her views could be translated in what the ANC sees in people. If we could have such leaders and do whatever that she, she says and she sees, it's not that they are blind and they don't see what is happening in the country. I sense a sense of deep worry from her voice and her concern. We need such people that have conscience, not defend wherever it's not needed. Yo, Clement, listening to the minister talking about um, they go back to the people, they, they apologize, they are fixing their mistakes, they are honest. Yo, I'm here rolling my eyes like, yo, guys, <laughs> yo, can't she just stop your icon? Like, like by your icon. Morning, for the, the, the rules that the parliament has just introduced. I think opposition parties, whoever signed for them or who agreed on those rules, are going to regret it later. Uh, it's only a retaliation for the EFF now, but in the long run, it's going to affect them badly and going to regret what they did. And this thing of saying uh, EFF is disruptive, we want to listen to Sona. At the same time, you complain that Sona is just another rhetoric by Ramaphosa saying nothing or repeating what he has said before or not uh, saying what they wanted to hear. They're going to complain again. I wish, I wish that the EFF can just sit back and relax and watch this thing unfold. And let's see if they're going to get what they want by removing the EFF leaders and also by introducing these stupid rules that the, 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 the parliament has just introduced. Good luck to South Africans who wants to listen to Ramaphosa, but don't come back complaining that he said nothing and he's, he's not held accountable. Sendil and Gahisu. Clemmy, Clemmy, Professor, uh, Prophet, yeah, no, not Prophet, Prophet, Prophet Baba Clement uh, Marimecha Manyatela. No, you almost got it right, my man. You almost got it right. You said that they're going to draw on one and then go to penalties. Indeed. But you said South Africa is going to win on penalties, unfortunately. So, will you be the worship leader there when I open the church? Listen. I said to you guys, in fact, on Tuesday, I said, this is going to be a tough match. I said it. Abel, did I not say that? I said, this is going to be a tough match. It's going to be so difficult for us. And then I said to Mandy Wiener, as we were wrapping up the show yesterday, that we're going to go 1-1 and go into penalties. That's what I said. And I said, we'll win at the penalties because that's my hope.
Huh? But the spirit was telling me that, hey, Yoshua, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be hard. <laughs> and it was so tough. But my goodness, the boys showed up. They fought until the end. And for that, I give them props. It's 9.30. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella. On 702. Nine minutes before 10 o'clock. Let's go to some WhatsApp voice notes on 072-702-1702. Morning, Clement. Aubrey Fosloras. Uh, thank you, Mrs. Tandumudise. You can't give a Ramaphosa a six, but you can give him something. You didn't tell him how much you can give him. Maybe you can give him a negative six. Your department, you say you are protecting us. Your borders are porous. Thieves, they come illegally. They come, they don't attack us, us uh, Mudisa, you are right, but they attack your infrastructure. They strip the cables. They go into their mines. They become Zamazamas. They attack our economy. They are not attacking us with guns whatsoever because of your porous borders. They come, they strip the coppers. They, they strip everything. So you say you are protecting South Africa. Thank you, Mrs. Ram uh, Mudisa, for protecting us for nothing. Bye. <laughs> the party that still has mostly honest people, including Nomvola Mukonyane, I suppose. Hey, Clement, I would like the president to give us an update about the progress that has been made thus far with regards to reducing overcrowding in jails so that we can avoid the risk of releasing more convicted criminals before they could serve out their sentences, like Jacob Zuma, who benefited from the remission program the president has mysteriously authorized it's legion in swine danko clement high trouble here i think the minister is right that they have made interventions in in their families lives and their friends lives yo clever when you hit him with the tabo and becky line the silence oh music to my ears thank you for that Morning, Clement in 702. Yeah, just listen to the the interview you had with the minister, and I don't understand why he's looking for credit for the interventions that the ANC is making for things that they broke. They broke these things. These things were working perfectly fine. All these state-owned institutions and the the SOEs and everything, these these things were working perfectly fine. And then they broke them and now he wants us to give him an award and credit to his government because they fixed things that were that they broke in the first place. I, I just don't understand it. Morning, Clement in 702. Yeah. Just listen to the the interview you had with the minister. All right, look, thank you so much for your WhatsApp voice notes. I'll, I'll get to more of them on 072 I'll take your calls as well after the break on 011-883-0702. Six minutes before 10. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. It's three minutes before the top of the hour. Let's wrap up the 702 open line with some of your WhatsApp voice notes. You know, Clement, I like it when they start saying, uh, making an example about SARS and say, SARS did collapse, but is back now. We are intervening. We've, we've done something as if SARS was collapsed by me. It was collapsed by them. So you collapse something yeah. and you revive <laughs> it and you praise yourself. 
<laughs> amazing. <laughs> amazing, Chris. Oh, my goodness. That's such a good point to make. Eh? They speak as though there was some other administration, yeah? some strangers who came. Aliens came and captured government. And they were not aware. They were not part of it. No, they didn't exist. And then they are the saving grace. They just rocked up and found us, the dumb cells. And they said, we're going to fix this. No, you were part of the mess. You were there when SARS was destroyed. And now you're fixing it and we must go crazy. And look, SARS is one of the best successful interventions of the Ramaphosa president. I mean, even how Edward Kisveter was appointed, I've always said, that was a great way to demonstrate transparency and commitment to bring in capable people. And because the president has the power to just appoint. But he said, I want the process to actually be more transparent. Let me bring in a team that can decide who's the best to come and clean up the mess and take over. Because under Tom Moyani, there's so much that was wrong that went on. So I'll give credit there. But my goodness, Zaris was also destroyed during the ANC governance. That's the reality, isn't it? Um, some WhatsApp voice no, WhatsApp texts that have come through. Um, Wayne had says, Clement, a few seconds ago via WhatsApp, um, you listen to these interviews and you have uh, these ministers. It makes me wonder in which world they live in. It shows you how out of touch some of them are uh, with the real world. At least we won't look like a circus tonight now that we've put in place things to keep order. And then Andres in Katlehong says, Clement, uh, this guy... Uh, Mondli is claiming government is doing something, but they're the ones who created that. So they are struggling to sort out their mess. That's Andres in Katlehong. Um, and of course, there's another person who sent a message about Bafana Bafana, uh, Anonymous, who says most of Bafana Bafana players are local players. So I'm super proud of them as they were playing with players who play abroad. Massive congratulations. That's an SMS there from Anonymous. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for your WhatsApps.